Hi, Hi friends. friends. I'm Loza. I'm Isaias, and this is Light in Love with Loseas, the podcast. We're a married couple living in Los Angeles, walking by faith and doing so transparently. Our hope is that this podcast leaves you feeling inspired as we navigate matters of light, love, work, and life. Thanks for tuning in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Light and Love, specifically episode 17. Now, we usually like to start the episode by asking each other some questions, seeing how we're doing. But instead of telling you how we're doing, we're going to show you. We're going to play a game. Let's get right to it, baby. You don't have to smack that on the table. You know, just for dramatic effect. <laughs> dramatic effect. Um, hey, guys. Hi, Lent Lovers. Good to see What's you guys. What's up? What's up? Uh, welcome back to episode 17. Yes. And like Isaiah said, so we are ch- trying to try something new um we've played this game actually when we went to joshua tree with our friends and i every time i played i'm like ah, oh, i love this game it's a little vulnerable at times yeah. it can throw you a curveball but uh that's why we like it yeah. and at the end of it you get to know people better so um let's let's give it a shot yeah without further ado it's called we what is it we're not really, we're strangers. Not really strangers we have not strangers. planned which car we're gonna take so um let it rip Okay, me first. Yeah, we don't ever play by the rules. I just like the questions on the cards. So. Uh, you're about to see. You're about to see her just rewrite, rewrite history in real time. Oh, this one's so basic. Maybe I should switch it. Uh, what is it? Let, 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 we'll decide. And I bet you, on the count of three, we should actually answer it at the same time to okay. see if I'm right. Okay? okay. The question is, what do you think our most important similarity is? Oh. And. On the count of three, okay? Okay. One, and you say after three, not at three. Got it. Right, okay. And no go, just one, two, three. Okay. Then say the answer, okay? One, two, three. We're encouragers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's upsetting. That's, up- said that's upsetting. That's truly upsetting. That's fine. I do. Our, our most cool. important similarity is our love for that, one that's another. Cool. But that's cool. But we always talk about us being encouraged. No, 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 no. We always it's talk fine. about us being encouraged. Let's just fix, let's fix that in post. <laughs> let's just cut that out. Okay, let's do another question just okay. for kicks and right, giggles. Yeah, I'll let yeah. you choose one. Like okay. you might have better luck at choosing it. I'll wait, try not so to wait, wait, wait. take that So question, away. so for those of you guys that have never played this game, level one is uh, perception, level two is connection, and level three is reflection. So I think you just pulled from level two. I'm stressed because the way he's smiling <laughs> at me makes me nervous. This one it's was a, a wild this card. Is a I don't wild like card. it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> this one says, call someone you admire and tell them why you appreciate no, them that's put a, them on speakerphone. <laughs> that's a wild card because well, we got we our to, phone set up for we this. To, oh, actually, I have my phone right here. But we need to like set it up to the soundboard. Let it No, you don't. Out. No, you don't. You can just set it right with the mic. Who are we calling? Is this who wants to be a millionaire where we're phoning a friend? Who are we calling? Who do you want to call? It's your call, babe. I mean, I don't know if we're fully equipped to do this with sound production, but you know matter. what? I think it'll be just fine. Um, Wild card says, call somebody and tell them oh, we appreciate 12, them. Oh, it's 12. It's past midnight. Who's awake? Sorry. Y'all oh, know yeah, what so time. It's 12.11 right now, just for the record, <laughs> on a Saturday night. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is going to be really hard to... Hard to explain to someone. This who can we call? Oh, I, can we do that to him? Okay, yeah, hey, you know he might. He actually awake. All right, let's do it. We gonna call our pastor. Oh, uh, Israel! Israel, come on, man. I give you a call right back. Thank you. Okay. I mean, it went right to voicemail. It. 
I should give try him one more chance. time. Yeah, let's give him another shot. Oh, he really does, His not, want, he really does not want to be Do disturbed. Do not disturb. He's, in all fairness, he's probably preparing for the sermon tomorrow. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, I think we skipped this question. Oh, come on, girl. Come on, girl. I mean, we did try. We did try. Okay. Um, yeah, it's literally It, it is also anywhere. very late. I don't want to be, I don't want to be rude. Coast, it's like 3 a.m. I also don't want to be rude. Okay, all right. All right. all right, one more. Okay. Our luck has been pretty. We're going to have to try that question at another time. We can answer this for each other. Do you believe everyone has a calling? If so, do you think I found mine? Um, I do believe everyone has a calling. Um, I don't think it's always specifically related to vocation. Um, but I do believe that you were called to use your words to uplift others. And I think you are doing that right now, actually. Hey, how about that? And I know that you are in process uh, to do that in written form. Um, so I think there's other forms loading. of, yeah, that's loading. And I just believe that this is part of who you are. Like It, it comes across in so many different environments that you uh, participate in. And I know that it's just the beginning. So yeah. Well, that's a wonderful question. Okay. Do you believe everyone has a calling? If so, do you think I found mine? Um, I do believe that everybody has a calling. I think that it's beyond just vocation. So you're copying me. You didn't use that word? <laughs> I, I think I actually Vocation? Did. I did. <laughs> Maybe I wasn't listening. Selective hearing? No, it's a, I mean, it's fine. Did you use vocation? I thought I did, but we'll have to write Maybe it you thought about it and you never Maybe, actually used know. it. I, we'll I obviously watch this back. Yeah, um, yeah it's outside of vocation. It, it has um, a focus on whether or not you answer to whatever God calls you to do. That's the calling that I believe. And I feel like it's looked different in your life at different stages. Um, and you always answer the call, no matter how uncomfortable it is, you know, staying in corporate when you didn't want to stay, leaving corporate when you were inspired to leave, um, going to London to study acting when it didn't make sense with your, you know, CPA backing, um, diving into real estate and juggling two different things, the call to being a father and a husband. And I feel like you've risen to the occasion, um, one, because, you know, God is calling you, but God is also equipping you with the strength and the clarity and the wherewithal to do these things well. So, yes. I Thank you. I love that. And I'm smiling, uh, not only because, you know, it's nice to hear you articulate that, but I also just, like, think it's hilarious because... That's just like a, you know why I'm, you know why I'm smiling because mm -hmm. this is just like a t truly an unplanned but perfect segue into what sure we're topic. <laughs> talking about tonight, yeah. which is the idea of commitment. Do or die, baby. You got to do it or die. That's just the bottom line, yes. and that might sound absurd on the on the surface, but like I actually, I actually really believe. There's so many different ways we could take this conversation and hopefully we'll kind of be able to unpack a lot of them. Um, but man, we just we just need more commitment. I feel like that is something that is a lost art uh, in the world that we live in today. Mm -hmm. Commitment in 
like your aspiration to follow through with something, mm-hmm. your commitment in relationships, commitment to God, all mm-hmm. things that are connected and are deeply valuable and important. Um, but I feel like we live in a finicky, finicky, fickle si- society, fickle situation right now. Yeah, I totally agree. I think um, lately I've been defining it as like commitment. Either you do or you don't. I, I read it from, actually, I read it from somebody. So it's commitment. Either you do or you don't. There is no in between. And I love that because, you know, when it comes to excuses, workouts, eating well, starting that new side hustle, we say it. And it's either you do it or you don't, regardless of the excuses, it's either being completed or not. And I think when you can kind of make it black and white, it's so easy for ourselves to talk to ourselves and tell us why we shouldn't do that thing because it's the path of least resistance or whatever the case may be. So that's been how I've been defining it. And I think you had an interesting conversation this week that kind of like led us to having a more in-depth look at this topic. Yeah, so this is like, still unfolding in real time. And I hope it doesn't sound too uh, like loosey-goosey because I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely still kind of like thinking through actively what this really means. And I'm trying to be thoughtful and prayerful about how to apply this properly. But um, I had a really good conversation with a one of my best friends from college. Um, the godfather of The Christian. godfather of, of our son, Christian. Yeah. Um, Eric Hansel. Shout out to yeah, you. Shout out to my man, Eric Hansel. Um, and I was just kind of sharing to him wearing, where, where I was in, in everything. So like, you know, kind of catching him up on uh, Loza and, and my um, kind of process and how we're growing Tedros team, how we're looking to scale our business, the different ways in which we're doing that, what it's taking and requiring of us to do that, mm-hmm. how I'm also at the same time uh, trying to manage what it means to be a good father, to be a husband, to also have a career in acting that a lot of my friends from college who like who saw the genesis of all this and are like also deeply invested in that. Like uh, we have so much supportive people in our life, right? So it's like talking about all these things and it's just like, you know, I was just real, I was real with them. I said, you know, I really do see my acting career as something that's a part of me. I cannot. Sorry, correction. He's Sailor's Godfather. Sorry, that just dawned on me. Uh, yes, I don't know why we said that. Because I was like, no, we've known him longer than that. Yeah, sorry. Um, I just was rolling on, rolling on with what you said. Sorry. <laughs> correction, <laughs> shout out to you. Say. You're so present that it was for both. Caleb is Caleb is Godfather. Christian's Godfather. Uh, Eric. Eric is uh, Selah's Godfather. Godfather. Wow, very. I'm so glad you corrected that because that was. Uh, it's it's past midnight, everybody. Um, yeah, <laughs> Sorry, but we have we have two, off. but we have two awesome Godfathers to our two different children. So. Exactly. Yeah. Eric Hansel. Just to clarify. Um, yes. Um, how did that hit you? Like right where it hit you? By the way, I was like, you know what? I remember Eric. God bless you. He gave Selah a really thoughtful cross necklace and I was like why would he give her a cross necklace if he's Christian's godfather and I was like that's not true and then I thought of Christian's actual godfather I was like wait a second oh, we so, are totally so, off here oh wow so that so you're, you're also saying you weren't listening to me what do you mean <laughs> uh, <laughs> no I was listening so I've been talking to myself I was listening he was talking about his college friends who were <laughs> and acting it's past midnight guys 
Um, and how a lot of them are very invested in this journey wow. with you because they've Isn't that seen amazing how, far how she come. can really pretend like she's been here with us? She's literally been a shell of a person. <laughs> Women have the ability to multitask. I heard all those things and process at the same Dude, time. This is, That's AI, what makes this us- is AI Loza right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow, come back. That's what, honestly, that's what makes mom home, so Loza. great. <laughs> I can't stand this man. That's what makes us great moms. Wow. I can literally juggle multiple thoughts. And I was man. actively listening to you as you said that your friends have a journey with you. Rea- the unfortunate reality invested is in this journey I literally think about one other thing. Loza could see right through me and accuse me of. I said, hey, where? She's like, hello, are you here? <laughs> where did wow, you just you really, go? You really almost played that off. Um, <laughs> anyways, all right. We cleaned, we cleaned that up. Okay. Um, yes. Caleb Kasai. Christian's godfather, Eric Hansel, Selah's godfather. Um, love you guys. Yeah, we love you guys. We really do. We appreciate you guys. Um, but I was having a conversation with Eric Hansel, Selah's godfather. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we were so we were talking about, like, what we're doing to grow Tedros' team and how, you know, we're committed to expanding the business, growing revenue. We're describing to him all the things that we're doing uh, and then talking about that in light of, um, just being a father, mm-hmm. being a husband, mm-hmm. also having uh, a career as an actor. And it's just like talking through all those things. And one of the like definitions that came up was the definition of commitment. So he, so Eric went to business school at Wharton and he talked about like a strategy class that he took. And one of the things that really resonated with me that he described was how when they talk about like this idea of commitment in that class, it's like really seen as like, you're just doing it or you don't, there's no, it's almost not even a point of talking about the alternative because that's just not something that's on the table because the idea is that you're going to do whatever you need to do until you get to where you're trying to go. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but it really, it's not to make it seem like it's not, acknowledging for the the challenges or the potential problems that could come up because that no no plan is linear but what it speaks to is how if you commit and say you're going to do something it's either you do it or you don't yeah. it's like a, he described it as like a hill that you're willing to die on mm-hmm. um and sometimes you know bringing it back to like you know the the career navigation that i'm having it's not even so much because i described to him i was like it's not that I'm not willing to, you know, commit to my, you know, my aspiration as an actor over the long term. Like I actually, what I've started to frame it as was like, you know, because our real estate business is taking all of us right now and we're giving all of our energy into it. Um, I, I've started to like really look at my acting career as something that I'm going to water over a lifetime. It's yeah. like, it doesn't have to happen tomorrow. It doesn't have to have be something that, you know, materializes instantly. I'm I've become at peace with knowing that this is something I love, and I'm going to, like, kind of just just nurture it in a long frame type of way. Mm-hmm. And but in describing that definition to him, he explained to me that well, it sounds like you're not committed to it, and not and, and he was saying he's like it's not a negative thing. It's not even to say that you're like not going to nurture it, but like as it relates to like almost like a hill you're willing to die on right now in in terms of your daily inputs and your actions mm-hmm. it's not something that you are you know 
giving your all your mental energy towards. Mm-hmm. And even despite the fact, like I, you know, I shot a commercial, you know, last week. I, you know, I, and that and that, that the defensive side of myself was like, "What are you talking about, man?" Like mm-hmm. I, I just did this. Like I was in class, you know, last month. And but what it, what resonated about it was this idea that you know, oftentimes there is a like you have to give yourself to something. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like still a definite a working definition that I'm that I'm working through. But in that. Mm-hmm. I kind of, we, we started mulling over this idea of what does it mean to be committed to something? And this is what we're continuing to process right now. And like trying to understand it through a biblical lens and like, what does it mean? And I have some ideas like that I've still been mulling over, but like, mm-hmm. I kind of want to hear what your thought on it is it too. Yeah. I think, yeah. Even as you're like explaining it, right? The hill you're willing to die on traditionally, it's like easy to maybe it's not as easy to commit to one thing. I think a lot of the times the reason commitment becomes challenging for people is because it can get overwhelming, right? The consistency, the constant day in and day out, the frequency of how many times you're sowing seeds without actually seeing fruit, that's commitment. It's like choosing to do that thing consistently regardless of the output. Because eventually you believe that according to the principles of life, if you're sowing enough seeds, something will bear fruit, you know? Um, And I think a lot of the times we get overwhelmed by that concept. So either we get discouraged along the way or we don't do it. So commitment becomes far more elusive to us than we'd like to, you know, we'd hope. And I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like that's probably where I feel like we've been struggling as a society is just that is feeling overwhelmed, feeling discouraged, and therefore we can't. I think this is the first year, and I'll speak for myself, where I've been committed the most to health and fitness. Flex on him real quick. Not Flex on him real quick. He he always calls me (laughs) one-hitter quitters. I'm like, don't put me on blast. Tell them what you're working with. But I say that to say (laughs) that like last year, right after I had a Christian, I committed and I told myself, you know what? I wonder what one year of consistency looks like. She's not lying. One year of consistency. And so I started in October and I started, some of y'all joined me on and Instagram. it turned her it into like, somewhat of a tyrant, actually. <laughs> I can't even enjoy a, a scoop of ice cream in peace around here. It's really out of control. Uh, I'm like, okay, me. have you thought about what exactly that is? Is that nutrient dense? Does that really help you? You know, but I think it was like each month, more than anything, it was like really telling myself, you know what you, and I think what it is, is like, it's not looking at the bigger picture, because I think that can be overwhelming. If you told someone it's going to take you five years to do this, to really break through or whatever, it gets, yeah, it gets overwhelming. But it's every day making the process fun, every day switching it up because we're human beings and there's a capacity for things to, for us to get used to I think to that's things. why, I think that's why Eric defined it the way that he did. It's like. Regardless. You know, no, yeah. regardless, but also like, how does that relate to, I know that's. I know there's like an idea that you can speak about kind of in theory, but how does that relate to like the daily inputs and what's happening mm-hmm. in the today and now, you know, mm-hmm. not to make it Elaborate black or white, uh-huh. well, not to make it black or white, but I think the point again that he was making was that, you know, the commitment has to translate to what's, what you're doing. Like what are your daily actions and activities, mm-hmm. you know, look like that support that notion. Correct. You know? Yeah. Cause you can't just say it in, in word. Not, you need to if, follow if, through. And it's really, but it's really well. not all black and white because uh, again, like just depending on how you define it, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, there's a, like, you know, there's, there's a time and a place. There's a season for everything. Sometimes Correct, yeah. there's an ebb and flow in, in, in mm-hmm. the reality to, mm-hmm. to our life. Mm-hmm. There, it could be, it could very much be the case that, you know, people, people 
come back to things. Sometimes mm-hmm. you need a little bit of perspective from something in order to return to it in a meaningful way. You know, just because Michael Jordan stopped playing basketball for a season and played baseball didn't didn't make him not a basketball player. He came back to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And and in a lot of ways you can argue that his time away from basketball only, you know, put him in a position to really be even more effective. They they won three more championships after that, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. You know? I so think, and I wonder whenever he left, was that just saying, you know, I think he felt like I think he I think he felt like he, I think he felt like he maxed out on the game and um I don't even know all the re- the, the reasons for it. Yeah. But he was never really I mean I don't think he was ever really done with the game, you know. He I think he he felt like he had accomplished so much in that time so he wanted to just be great at something else too. Yeah. And then came back and to And so it. maybe his commitment and maybe then it's defining your commitment, right? His commitment was to excellence. Yeah. And translating his excellence in another arena, you know. But I think that you know the the concept of commitment is. I think in in the broader sense, and like the more like sense that we talk about it in today's society, if we were to mm-hmm. tie, tie it back to like the things that we're seeing every day, mm-hmm. I think the reality is people just aren't willing to um, commit in that they're holding steadfast to something. Mm-hmm. Like I think people start things and then just leave them alone. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there is a benefit to being specific about like the different degrees of commitment, mm-hmm. but. As, maybe let's take a moment to talk about it like as a whole, like yeah. how there is like somewhat of a flakiness in people and mm-hmm. how we deal with things. Yeah. Whether it's you saying, oh, I do want to, I do want to do this thing. And then you talk to someone, you know, six months later, it's like the whole classic, you know, new year resolution mm-hmm. thing. It's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I'm doing this and then I'm not, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and what does it mean to really commit to something and in a way that, is meaningful. Like I actually, what, what troubles me about this conversation, even like from like a professional standpoint, mm-hmm. is that you know there are so many well-intentioned people who, at the first sign of adversity, are just so quick to give up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the part that, like, I think is incongruous, especially as uh, someone who is a believer or someone mm-hmm. who is who believes that. God is faithful to not only start something, but to complete it, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, too, I feel like Christians will approach something saying, oh, God led me here. And then at the first sign of like, you know, challenge, challenge, they'll be like, oh, actually, I must Mm -hmm. must have heard wrong. Mm -hmm. Or I don't know if it's for me anymore. I'm like, come on, can we talk about... That's why you can't be using... Hey, let's call that out, though. Like, don't throw out the God told me. If you're going to say God told me, God changes mine. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. You know what I mean? Because I think a lot of the times we... uh, It bothers me a lot because not only is the world watching, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're taking what God said or God spoke to you, which I'm not saying God doesn't speak to us in in ways that are inspiring. But as far as I know, the character of God is a finishing character. You know, he finished what he did on Mm. the cross. He finishes what he does through people. Mm. So when he starts something, he'll finish. And when he redirects or when he guides, it's because it's like a rod of a shepherd that will gently guide you to where he's trying to take you. But his character shows a finishing nature, you know? Um, Talk about commitment. He was committed to the yeah, point of death, so you know great. what I mean? And I think um, when it becomes challenging when people are like, yeah, I feel like God is leading me in this direction and things change. It's like, you can't do that. 
Like we can't do that. Bro, I hear that conversation so much. My first instinct be be like, what? Mm -hmm. I'd be like, no, no, that's not, it's just not true. I mean, obviously, you know, you want to give people the freedom to like, you know, navigate however they want. Cause of course every situation has more nuance to it, but like, but be cautious when you're using my initial impulse is like, no, no, Mm -hmm. no, 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 no. Why can we really talk about what's really motivating this? Cause Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. the uncomfortable truth that, and I'll say it here now because I'm not talking about anyone in particular, but I hope this reaches who is ever supposed to reach. I think the uncomfortable truth is a lot of times we will convince ourselves out of something because we are uncomfortable and we're unwilling to sit with discomfort. Mm-hmm. I think that's the bottom line truth. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing that a lot of us should, eva- should evaluate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us should evaluate it. Yeah. Um, not to be one of those guys, but I... He's like, go hard! <laughs> Wake up before I am. Just do it. <laughs> do it. Okay. <laughs> just do it. Just That's do so it. So aggressive. Um, no. But really, though. Just no, no. What I was gonna say. Yeah, really, just do it. Um, uh, so I started. I started very recently, within the last month, mm-hmm. uh, doing jujitsu, mm-hmm. uh, and my whole reason for wanting to start was because I wanted to. Um, find an activity that I could share with Christian one day. Mm-hmm. He's still, Christian's still too young and they, they can't start till they're like four mm-hmm. years old or whatever. But, you know, that was kind of like the inspiration. And I, I've, I've heard so many great things about the discipline it creates. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a, a way to stay active. It's practical skill sets. Mm-hmm. But in doing it for myself, I'm realizing, oh, wow, this is actually going to be really great for me. And one of the things, speaking of what we were just talking about, mm-hmm. was realizing that, man, we really have so much more capacity for embracing discomfort. Like the first couple of times I went out there and started rolling or sparring with people and like a, a large man would just sit on top of me or and just like be smashing my face into the ground. My, my, Can you imagine? <laughs> my, my initial instinct was like, yo, like what am I doing here right now? <laughs> like someone get me out of here. Yeah. Like this is crazy. Crazy as in like I never imagined myself in this position. No, I was just like, like, no, why I'm am I? To die. No, I was like, why am I doing this to myself? Bro? Like I don't need this. I was like, this is very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. And then like weirdly enough the more you do it like the more like excited i become by it and like why is it um number one i i i found something deeply gratifying about like just seeing people who are very capable who are also very humble Mm -hmm. so i was just kind of drawn to that concept Mm -hmm. um but also like you know knowing that over time i started to like embrace this very uncomfortable feeling and i started to like just sit in it Mm-hmm. And there's something very gratifying about knowing that I actually have way more capacity than I initially expected. Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually not that bad. Some the, the biggest enemy that we have oftentimes is the one in our own mind. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think to bring it back to this conversation, you know, this idea of commitment is so important because a lot of times, and again, not every situation is the same, mm-hmm. but a lot of times we talk ourselves out of things because we cannot rationalize a way forward. And call it the enemy, call it us lying to ourselves, Mm -hmm. whatever the case, I think we owe it to ourselves to get at the root of why we do that and to be faithful to finish the things that we start. Yeah. I think it's just familiarizing ourselves with discomfort is necessary. I love that you said that because even as you're describing jujitsu, there was 
you know, how a lot of people do like the cold plunges or like where you're putting yourself like intentionally in an uncomfortable position so that your mind can tap on. Yeah. So your mind can learn adversity. So your mind can learn resistance. So you can train yourself to undergo harsh conditions and still persevere. And yeah. I think that that skill set is not really taught to us. For those that have gone through, you know, a lot of life, a lot of challenges, a lot of struggles, resistance kind, you have the capacity to build resistance if you're willing to allow yourself. Yeah. So, and I say that because it's, not necessarily a light switch, but kind of. It's either you have the opportunity to view yourself as a victim, like when you were, you know, stretched out beneath, you know, this guy that was like on top of you, um, or I make that sound. You made it sound I know, so it sounded weird. bad, right? Yeah, sorry. Made that sounds so weird. <laughs> you said this big guy that was sitting on top of me. What am I supposed to do with that? I have no visual. Imagine imaginary illustrations that you. Can okay, use. Well, there has to be a sound effect for that one, bro. I don't even. I don't even know what the title. I can't even and see the I'm bing bong to that. <laughs> Anyways, um, yikes! That's what. That's um, what that is. Yikes! Go. Is that yikes? That up, bro. Um, but yeah. So you can either view yourself as a victim in that situation, or you can view yourself as a victor and tell yourself, "Okay, mind, like let's tap in." And I think you're right. Your mind gives up far sooner than your physical yeah. body does. Yeah. And I've learned that for the first time again. Like. This fitness journey has been such an interesting thing for me because I've just always believed, okay, I don't have upper body strength. I don't do these things. And then I recently heard from Stephen Furtick and he says, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Mm. So like getting used to things that are challenging, to the discomfort, to the things, that's the only way, one, that you have the capacity to grow, to expand, to learn more. And even with the commitment, it's like persevering. It's choosing to persist despite what the present circumstances, you know? Um, yeah, so I'm really, really challenged by that. And I think it's a great discipline that you're doing now because it's kind of a physical representation to something that we oh, need man. to teach in our <clears throat> I minds. Think, I think the physical representation is so important because it just removes it from like being theory, but like mm -hmm. another practical, I don't want to call it physical, but like real life uh, correlation is like, just also even the concept of like relationship. Mm -hmm. It's like, I think when we talk about commitment, even today, everything seems so like flighty and flaky, mm -hmm. you know? Like, you know, there's just almost like no incentive between all the dating apps out there, the just the ample opportunity to meet people on the internet. Yeah. It's like the stakes seem so low, you know? But mm -hmm. the reality is the reality is the stakes are just higher, higher than ever because mm -hmm. people are not like engaging meaningfully because they've already checked out onto the next person before they've even really got to see who somebody's about. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the problem is that, and again, this is not like a suggestion that you should commit to, you know, someone who's, you know, not right for you, but mm -hmm. like you have to be willing to see things through. You can't be flighty, you know, like you got to see what someone's about. And even when there is some hardship, I think that's a perfect opportunity to see what like How someone's real colors them. are. That's real. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. You got to be willing to write. I think, I think maybe there's like a reprocessing or a re um, framing that needs to happen around um, conflict, even in, in relationships and dating relationships. Like yeah. I'm not even talking about marriage right now. We're, we're in this thing. Yeah. Like, marriage, there's like a union and that's hard enough for some mm -hmm. people too. So I guess that's yeah. there's layers of this conversation but yeah. you know what I mean I think that's interesting because that inability to be committed in relationships explains why there's such a big deterrent for individuals or men in particular uh oh another <laughs> yikes <it>. another yikes <laughs> alert 
but men not choosing to enter into committed relationships. It's it, because of the fear of the amount of not just hard work, but like if you're if you know that marriage itself is a commitment, then that means that regardless of what it looks like, you're going to be put in an uncomfortable situation that will cause you to grow. And maybe because of understanding the weight of that, a lot of people are too afraid to step into the thing that's going to challenge them. Too afraid to okay. step into the thing okay. that's Can going to. Can we just like rewind that conversation? Yeah, Where and then say the same exact thing again, but just with say men it with women. women, okay? Because I think women. That's- yeah, no, because I, I, I men mean, and women. Yeah, men and women. Okay, yeah. I was like, not don't just men. On, on the girl. No, we're not. This is not. This and is not even what the conversation is the... about today. We're not going to go down this route. But I do. You're feel right. Like maybe it's the maybe same. the the challenge is. I think traditionally, um, yeah, it feels like the options are a little bit more limitless for men, and so there, it's easier to do these things with a non-committal energy than to say, you know what, I'm going to commit to this one person. I'm going to pursue this one person, and I'm going to. I, I want to do the hard work that is marriage with that person, and I'm going to intentionally step into that. I feel like that's it's lost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, again, I think this all correlates to this <laughs> idea of commitment. I know you were trying to bait me into continuing on. Take the bait. But let me tell you, let me tell you something that like I've no learned. No male slander. I'm let like, me tell you what I, something slander. I learned in marriage a long time ago. Calling you guys ago. out. Something I learned in marriage is sometimes. It's not it's not worth the fight, everybody. It's not worth the fight, man. It's not worth the fight. This is an advocacy um, for all my girlfriends. But um yeah, I think I think it's just like the 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 bottom line is is commitment. Mm-hmm. And I think to tie it all the way back around, mm-hmm. I think the most important form of commitment that we need to have is first to God. Mm-hmm. I think there's a reason why the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with mm-hmm. all your mind. Mm-hmm. Because when we are committed to God first and foremost, then I believe God gives us a sober enough mind so that we don't betray ourselves committing to the things or even aspiring to the things that we're not supposed to, mm-hmm. you know, because. Mm-hmm. It's like by virtue of being committed to God and like understanding the desire of God's heart for us, then we can really understand where we're supposed to go and what we're supposed mm-hmm. to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and at the end of the day too, it's like this life is, especially if you're a person of faith, then this life is not just about all the different, you know, random, not even random, the, it's not even just about the um, educational pursuits, the romantic pursuits, the professional pursuits, everything starts and ends with God, you know? Yeah, um so, and I think that I think God knows that of our hearts, right? That we're fickle and we have the capacity to do that. But it, it makes me wonder, you know, how they say, like, nothing well worth it comes easy, right? Some of the best things are on the other side of like those, like being able to endure challenges and to hold steadfast. Like, there are great depths that you get to experience of who God is if you're willing to hang out on the rock when storms show up. Yeah. You know, you get to experience him in that way. You get to know him in that way. And they often say, whoever finds God finds life, which is true. But that comes also at the cost of your own life, right? It says, whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever is willing to lose his life for my sake will find it. And when I think of the losing your life, that to me is the commitment. That's like mm-hmm. hanging on to mm-hmm. your faith when everything else is like, ah, <clears throat> you know, going crazy, but you're still holding on. It's like, you're still willing to like, not be sold to your comfort, not be sold to your desire to like go back to what you know or go back to yourself. But it's like, you know what? I'm holding steadfast Mm. to the things of God and I'm willing to lose Mm. everything in an effort Mm. to hold on to this. And when you do that, 
Mm. That's when your true life begins. That's when the, the best things show up. So in the same mm. way, it's when you're committed that you see the fruits mm. of your commitment. Um, you know, and I think that that is a principle that God instilled in the foundations of the world. And then now, like, as we're like living life, we're defining it by what we're seeing in relationships and in, in fitness and in, in our work. And it's end with God, you know? Yeah, it's like it's like baking the cake and allowing it to go through its whole process mm -hmm. and not just like opening the stove and yanking the mm -hmm. yanking the tray out before it's actually ready. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, cause like that's kind of what that's kind of what I hear you saying. It's like even as it relates to our commitment to God, sometimes people are so ready to just give up on God, being like, yo, what's up? What's up with it, God? Like, where are you at? Like, yeah, you know? And yeah. it's like, sometimes we have to be willing to go through whatever it is and like see things through. Like with God, with God, with God, and not with and not God. press Struggle the with God, not and not press mm -hmm. the eject so quick to press mm -hmm. the eject button. Yeah. You know, um, man, I think I think this idea of commitment is really pervasive and and like every facet mm -hmm. of our lives. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I don't even think I, to be honest, I never even really thought about it like that until mm -hmm. we were having this conversation. Mm -hmm. But it makes me realize that it's that much that much mm -hmm. more relevant. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like something that God's trying to instill deep within us so that we can live out the life that he's called us to live in commitment to him in service to others um, and in our truest purpose. So yeah, I'm definitely challenged by it because I think I want to ask myself that now going back to what I had defined in the beginning, like commitment, either you do or you don't, there's no in between. Now, when I have like a task before me, I'm like, listen, Loza, you wrote it down this morning. You said you wanted to do it. So either you do it or you don't. But what you're not going to do <laughs> is make excuses for yourself. And if you didn't do it, okay, roll it over to the next day and let's be intentional about getting it done. So um, definitely a good, encouraging and challenging conversation to be had. That's all I have for. I don't know. I mean, I think yeah. uh, I think that was that was great. I think that was meant to be. Um, yeah. And I know, I know, I know, I know. Guys. Yeah. I know that was God's intention for us to talk about this too. So absolutely. So um, thanks for tuning in on that, guys. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and not to shout out our sponsor, but to shout out Ooh, our sponsor. Yes. Um, Tedros Team. Tedros Team a is a real estate company in Los Angeles. Yes. Servicing Los Angeles. Yes. And Long Beach. Yes. And we yeah. um, just want to invite you on the journey with us. Um, yeah, we have really enjoyed um, playing point and kind of guiding a lot of the folks who've reached out to us from so many different walks of life. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that we've been doing recently uh, to add value to people who are not even in the place to start looking for um, homes or considering the idea of home ownership is uh, offering our weekly newsletter. Um, so we would love to encourage you guys to tap into that, check the link in the show notes. Um, and then you know, one idea that we had is to just start giving you guys uh, quick tidbits of real estate information that could be helpful wherever you are. So, for example, mm -hmm. uh, this last week in uh, well, actually, this is this is a federal thing, but um, Assembly Bill one zero three three had passed, and it's a bill that allows ADUs to be sold separate from the home. So, an what's AD, an ADU? An ADU yeah. is ADU? an accessory accessory dwelling unit. Um, and it's something that can either be uh, converted from a garage or sometimes people will build a standalone uh, kind of separate entity within the lot of a single family home. But it's the it's it's a way for people to um, 
create more home ownership or create more housing opportunities for people. The state had allowed for it because, um, especially in California, home ownership is um, or housing inventory is an issue for a lot of people. So um, this is a kind of game changer situation that's kind of unfolding in real time because this is like there's so many implications that come with selling uh, ADU that's still on the single family lot, but it's owned by somebody else. So um, something to think about, but it's another way that people who own land can make more income for themselves. Yeah, it's actually a good move for those that are looking to like diversify and not build, even build well. Yeah, you know, it's not like even if you've the, got the space for not it. even the sell, not even specifically yeah. relating to like the selling that this bill is talking about, but even the building of an mm-hmm. ADU has been like a really great game changing. Um, income generating opportunity for a lot of folks. A lot of our so clients have, have done it and are still working through it. So yeah. Um, anyway, stay tuned with all that. Uh, yeah, tap in with our newsletter if you want to learn a little bit more. Exactly. Yeah. And um, and if that interests you or you guys have any questions actually about that bill itself, feel free to yeah, reach out. Slide out. up in our DMs at Tedros Team. And also, since you're going to be adding Tedros Team, you might as well add us too. At yes. Isaiah Tedros and at Light and Love Life. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in with us, guys. We appreciate you. And you know what? This just shows you how non-YouTuber we've been. Oh. We need you guys to smash that subscribe smash button. Smash it. Okay? Oh, God. Please, smash oh, that subscribe uh, button. Smash it, smash it, smash it. <laughs> Bing bong. Smash it. No, <laughs> smash it. Gunshots. Ugh. Ooh, just smash it. Yeah, um, smash that subscribe button. Comments, we appreciate the comments. We really Share. would love to engage with you further yeah. in the comment section. Yeah, um, we really Just hear like- from you guys. Yeah, I feel like we've been offering um, a lot of deeper conversations that we've been having inside the house that I feel like have been encouraging people. We love hearing the conversations that are being started in people's homes, you know, as people are like tuning in and our friends are like getting to know us, but then we're also learning about them as they share their journeys through the different topics, friendships through the fire, um, the reality of marriage or the truth about marriage, what it means to like parent kids, the Halloween topic. So um, yeah, continue hitting us up. We'd love to hear from you. And that's all we got. Peace. Catch you next time. Bye.